how much of your day would you say you waste? Like really think about it. How, how many minutes in a day do you think you waste? How many hours in a day do you think you waste? What was the last conversation you had? If that last conversation was the last conversation you would have with that person, how would you feel about it? How often do you talk to someone and you're not present in the conversation? How often are you around people that you love and that you care about and you're not engaged in that conversation? You're not engaged with those people. How many times do you sit at a restaurant with a group of friends or a group of family and everyone is on their cell phone and you look at the table and everyone's head is down? How often? What if that was your last interaction with those people? That's the question that I had when I talked to author and pastor Tim Timberlake. 1,440. That's how many minutes we have in a day. Every day, regardless of when you wake up, regardless of what happens, 1,440 minutes are what takes the space of the 24 hours we have. Of course, eight hours of that is going to go to sleep, maybe depending on who you are. Some of us, we only do four, five, six hours. But 1,440 minutes a day is what we have. There's no less, there's no more, there's nothing you can do about it, there's nothing you can change about it, you can't control it, there's nothing you can dictate when it comes to that 1,440. So Tim wrote a book called The Power of 1,440, making the most of every minute in your day. And I wanted to talk to him about this because it's, is something that we really don't think about when we wake up in the morning. We say, oh, I have this to do, I have that to do, blah, 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 whatever, what have you. You don't get minutes back. You can't add minutes to your day. You can't stop time. There's nothing you can do. All you can do is manage the 1440 on your scale, how you utilize it, how you make the most of that. So I wanted to talk to him about how we can be better at managing that 1440 how we can be more engaged in that 1440, how we can make sure that we're making the most in our lives. You're gonna be shocked by some of these answers. You're gonna be maybe thrown back a little bit. And that's fine. Sometimes we just need to be shocked to make things make sense. So as always, sit back, relax. Welcome to Suave TV with Tim Timberlake. This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario.
so um for you what was what was life like what was you know growing up like how, how did that yeah, work so i grew up uh one of seven and uh originally the only boy by birth and uh my parents ended up adopting uh my older brother who was six months older than me and um my two younger siblings brother and a sister um when i was about 12 years old they adopted my older brother and then when i was 16 um my younger sister and younger brother were adopted and so it was a house full of us man and and uh, my parents were pastors and around 12 years old my father was diagnosed with terminal throat cancer was given three weeks to live um, or an option to have an experimental uh, surgery to remove the tumor and they told him that you know through this surgery there was a great possibility that he would not make it off of the table and so you know the options were dire both ways you know either i got three weeks to live if i don't get this procedure or i can you know go through this experimental procedure and and risk um you know living or dying and so he decided to go with the procedure and uh they were able to remove um the tumor from his throat which um was the size of a chipmunk but because they did that they also had to remove a quarter of his tongue so he was no longer able to eat or drink through his mouth uh, for the remainder of his life he's fed through a g2 and so for me growing up it was like you know seeing my hero uh kind of become a shell of himself and so you know growing up in church and around church and um you know that's all you you know at 12 years old when you see your father fighting for his life you know my perspective of god quickly changed and it, it turned from man you know this is this is a concept that I can gravitate towards to, I want nothing to do with that God. Um, I don't want to serve a God that would do this to his son, to the person that talks about him, to the person that promotes him, to the person that really elevates and lifts his name. And at the time, uh, my parents were pastoring the largest church in North Carolina. And so we had people, man, thousands of people flocking to this church every single Sunday. And, uh, you know, I, I saw them have mountaintop moments, moments of like incredible, incredible success and victories. And then at the same time, he's in the valley fighting literally for his life just to get up, just to get out of bed, just to, you know, walk through, um, you know, the radiation, the chemotherapy that he continued to have. And so I can I, I just completely turned away from God, man, and walked away from God. And uh, the catalyst for this book was a conversation that he had with me on my 18th birthday, you know, and on my 18th birthday, he sat me down and really just kind of spoke into me what he saw me doing and what he felt like uh, God had shared with him that I would walk into. And it was completely different than what I was doing. I had no relationship with God. I had no desire to serve God. And for five hours, man, he just really kind of poured into me what it was that I was here for and that assignment. And so I was halfway listening and uh, I really didn't want to be there. It was my 18th birthday. I wanted to go out and go to the club with my friends, man, and, and just right. kind of, you know, kick it. And here he is just kind of, drilling into me in a loving way in a gracious way 
but really in a, a way um, that was only what a father can do. You know, and yeah. and after five hours, Rashad, he, he pats me on my leg. He goes upstairs to his bed. And uh, that next morning, 2 a.m., my mom knocks on my door. She says, hey, I need you to help me get your dad out of bed. He's not responding. So I go into his room. I pull him out of the bed, man. And he's already transitioned. He's already died, man. Wow. And the last conversation that he had with me uh, for five hours, I really wasn't there for I was there physically, but I was not intentionally intentionally listening. And so, you know, this book comes from that conversation. It's the catalyst of how we can be intentional with the time, how we can be intentional with the conversations, how we can be intentional with the moments, because we never know how a moment can shape our life and set the trajectory for our life for either the positive or the negative. Wow. Um, how did you adjust with that? Like, how did you adjust yeah. with, with knowing that, you know, we never, we never look at something like it being the last moment that you have. It's like yeah. we, we take advantage of a lot yeah. of those times, or we take it for granted, rather. How, how did you, how did you deal with that after that like knowing that that was the last moment and you just kind of weren't there for it yeah I, I think for me that was a moment that cost me a lot of pain and one of the things that connects us all as humanity is the pain that we endure and the pain that we encounter and a lot of times we try to run away from the pain we don't want to go through the process of pain but one of the greatest teachers in our life is pain and i'm a firm believer that no pain will enter into my life without it producing something in me that leaves me stronger than i was before i encountered it and so for me it really shaped my perspective it really gave me um, the perspective of every minute every moment that we get if not stewarded the right way uh, can cost us a lot of pain. And so, you know, for, for me, it was a moment where I had to really grow up. It's a moment that I spent, you know, in the 18, 19 years since that, that has happened in um, my rearview mirror, trying to remember, trying to reflect, trying to bring back those things that he said that I just, I can't recall because I was not paying attention. And so I, I think it shaped a focus in me. And one of the things that I've, I've learned kind of over the last 17 years in leadership is that if we are not careful and if we are not focused, um, then distractions begin to look like opportunities. And I was so distracted by everything that I wanted to do that I really missed the opportunity to have the last conversation with my dad that I would ever have. And in hindsight, looking in the rearview mirror, you know, I would completely uh, do things differently if I had known then what I know now. And so I just try to live my life now from that, from that lens, from that focus uh, of being intentional with the minutes that we are allowed to live out because they are shaping us whether we know it or not. So every minute is an investment into our future. 
And what we desire to see is based off of the way that we steward our time right now. Life is full of uncertainties, often showing up unannounced and at the most inopportune moments. They affect our personal, professional, social, and emotional experiences. Like a chess game, life is all about the moves you make. Life Matters with Mario Brown LLC was started to assist you in this area. Mario offers private, affordable, virtual, individual coaching sessions. The benchmark of his three-point faith-based service model is non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies for desired outcomes. With over 30 years of pastoral and itinerant ministry, Mario realized people often merely need someone who is not connected to them and on the outside to see their situation from a different perspective so they can reach solutions that will give them the outcome they desire. If you're ready to make new moves, need guidance, and insights of holistic living, Life Matters with Mario Brown is the service you need. Please feel free to contact a representative for more specifics on how to become a client by visiting www.mariocbrown.org for more information. That's www.mariocbrown.org. It is crazy because I'm I'm a a pet peeve of mine, it, and it, it gets I think worse by the year. Is being with friends or family and having that time, and everybody's on their phone. Yeah, it it drives me crazy because <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing that is so important that you can't just enjoy this moment? Yeah, and typically it's like updating an Instagram post, looking through other people's Instagram posts, right. looking at something online, like looking at you know houses or cars or it's just it's something it's always something random. Yeah, and it's like you just spend three hours together and two and a half hours where everybody on their phones. It's just it annoys me <laughs> to like the highest level i think that is my biggest pet peeve right now um but it just if you kind of like put that in perspective to anyone and say what if that moment was your last moment with that person like how would you feel and i think at that i think if we really understood that more people would enjoy each other yeah instead of like being sidetracked by quote unquote the world for sure. I, I think, you know, today's culture and society really doesn't have a clear definition of what relationship is. And so yeah. we allow we allow culture and society to define it for us. And so our our definition of a friend is the click of a button. Mm-hmm. You know, our definition <laughs> <laughs> of, of uh, a relationship is a follow or a like and we allow culture to define to us something that only can be defined through authentic genuine connection and i'm not saying i'm not saying you can't discover those things online because i believe that you can but i think that we've done a poor job of defining what true genuine relationships are mm-hmm. and so we we live our life through the lens of pleasing people that we may never meet 
Never instead ever. Instead of <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead ever. Instead of leaning into the moments with the people that we love, that we that we see, that we hold near and dear to our heart, and one of the you know greatest barriers I've found、um, in our life is familiarity. You know, when something becomes so common, when something becomes、uh, so routine that it just becomes familiar, and, and you know, one of the things that I, I share in the book. Is understanding how to have a heightened awareness, and you know the best example for me to use is like when when we're in the kitchen and we're cooking, and we get so accustomed to smelling the food that it literally takes someone else walking into the kitchen and saying, "Okay, that smells good. What is that?" Before it registers with us that we're actually smelling what we're smelling, or、right. when we're in a hotel or a lounge or a room that's playing music. And we sit in that space so long that the music gets washed out by all the other noise, and it takes someone to ask us, "What's that song that we're hearing?" That that sparks a heightened awareness for us. And sometimes we can become so familiar with the family, with the friends, with the relationships that we have, that it takes a heightened awareness and a fresh perspective to really lean into those relationships again. With the newness and a new attitude, so that we can understand the significance and the importance of them. Yeah, and it's it's funny. Like on the flip side of that, like my my brother,、um, when he visits his kids are here, I'm like, you don't hear them yelling. He's like, yeah, I, no, <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. I'm like, they are driving me crazy. Answer her. Like, she's called you three thousand times. Answer her. <laughs> and he just, he's just, he's tuned out, and it's just like、right. he's watching TV. And I'm like, how do you do this? Right. There's, there's five kids, and like he comes, and like all five of them are like in your face, is just like I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> like I'm going to leave. Like I can't, I can't process all five. Right <laughs> Taking in doses, <laughs> but it's 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 very true. Like we just we get comfortable, yeah. And and whatever the situations are, and again, you either you stop valuing certain relationships, and like you said, with when it comes to like the social media friendship thing, they can start and end with the click of a button. Absolutely. 100%. Like it, I've never seen people like break off friendships, break off relationships so quickly with just like no emotions, just click gone. And I always ask if like if it's that easy to let something go, was it ever really there? Right. And it, it makes you just really question things. I I'm a I'm a huge love hate relationship because I think、yeah. it's just is. It can be amazing for what it is, but it can be extremely toxic at the same time.、Right. Um, so it, it has to have a balance. When it comes to when it comes to your book, is it hard to implement taking advantage of all the time in a day? Because I I know even myself like there's hours wasted,、mm-hmm. and I will tell myself on any given day there's not enough time in a day to get everything done that I need to do. Yeah. But when I I sat last week and I just really monitored what I was doing, and it's like there's hours of wasted time a day.、Mm-hmm. How do you 
how do you make sure that you are checked in to life throughout yeah. the day? You know, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that we could have is that we can manage time, right? It's, it's impossible to manage what you cannot control. And so we can't tell yeah. time to stop. We can't tell time to start. We can't, we can't pause time. Time is the only thing in life that we can watch and it still gets away from us. And so if we can't manage it, then we have to steward it. And so in order to steward it, we have to prioritize how we utilize the time that we have. And so th this book is not, you know, setting us up to schedule and to make agendas and things like that. It, it's, it's painting a picture and taking the reader on a journey of heightened awareness as to how they steward the time that they have. One of the things that I hear often is I don't have enough time. And, and that's not true. We just need to prioritize our time better. And so how we prioritize our time determines the results that we get at the end of our day. And so for me, it's one of those things where if I can walk people on a journey through the pain, through the discomfort, through the unknown of my life and kind of utilize it as a blueprint, then I'm helping more people avoid some of the same uh, traps, some of the same tactics, some of the same wounds that I had to go through in order to write the book. And so that that's the whole premise of it for me is adding value to people's lives and helping them uh, avoid some of the pitfalls of wasting time uh, that I had to go through and process and really live through and um you know utilizing it as a roadmap man for for people you know so yeah 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 like i said i like i i couldn't imagine like i i can literally look at conversations that i've had with people or moments with someone where i just wasn't tuned in and i was yeah. completely somewhere else and god forbid like if that person was gone I would regret that last encounter yeah. because it's like, I just know that I wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and for me, and I, I try to, I'm something I work on is I'm always working when I'm doing something else. So it's like, I'm always doing something. It's either, you know, checking emails and whatever, like it's, it's always something. Now when I'm quote unquote socializing, I'm socializing. Right. And I try to keep work away from my social life. But it's like when I'm working, it's like everything else is just there and it's right. ambiance in the background. And I'm just, I'm focused on the thing that I'm focused on. Yeah. And that's, to some people it's great. To some people it's horrible. Um, it's just finding out where that balance is at again. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the main thing. Just understanding what the balance is so that you are not existing but you are actually living and yeah. making a living doesn't get in the way of your life you know what i'm saying and so for for me man i, I had to really be intentional seven years ago just to pull up and look at okay this is the life that i'm living and these are the things that i have done and those things won't get me to where 
I have in my heart to get to. One of the things, man, that my dad told me that I remember, he, he said to me, Rashad, he said, youth is a gift that is often understood when you're too old to enjoy it. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I just, I just, I, I want to take this life that God allows us to live. And even in the midst of work, even in the, in the midst of knocking out the things that I have to do, just pulling up and really paying attention to the opportunity of doing it. And so even if it takes me longer, even if, even if it takes me an hour longer, I want to enjoy the journey of actually fulfilling the assignment so that I don't forget it. I can't tell you how many things that I did that I forgot. And I, I, I'll, I'll get a, a memory in the iPhotos of my phone. I'm like, where was this? You know what? And it's just like, oh man, I, I wasn't there. I was there, but I wasn't present. And so just being present in the moment and being intentional with the minutes so that our our moments can shape our reality and not the regret. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, so what I'm excited about is I know that when people get your story and get the book and start you know looking back at at their life and how they're living their lives and trying to start making the adjustment i can i can tell it's going to be a positive outcome what does that do for you um because at that point you're a catalyst in other people living like you said instead of existing um what is that what does that do for you and what is what's the next thing you want to happen after that uh, it, it's it's humbling, you know, number one, that God would utilize my pain to help people avoid theirs. Um, and, you know, the second thing that I, I pray that it does is add value to people's life. And, you know, at the end of our lives, we're known for one of two things, either the problems that we solve or the problems that we create. And so if this helps people to solve problems, then my life and the pain that I've endured and encountered and walked through is well worth it. And so that that to me is my prayer. That's my that's my hope that when people read it, something in it sparks something in them, and it takes them on a journey of discovery to understand the greatness that is in them. And, um, you know, uh, a percentage of what life could be if they leaned into every moment. I love it. I, I literally, like, I, there's, there's nothing else to ask you. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, I, I, I love, I love interviews I can walk away from and, like, they inspire me. So it's like, I can walk away from something that now I feel inspired to go and do more, like in my personal life, professional life, yeah. whatever. It's like you walk away feeling something like I, I love that. So thanks, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. Man, um, I'm honored, bro. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I just want to say to you, man, I, I think that the assignment that God has you in right now is uh, a platform, a springboard, really a trampoline that is taking you to where it is that he's designed for you to go. And at, at times and in seasons, I know it seems like, man, this is this is pulling me back, but it's pulling you back to project you further like a, like a slingshot. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you, man, to continue to do what you're doing because it's making a difference and and you're being used in an incredible way, bro. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. This episode of Suave Sessions is being brought to you by Life Matters with Mario Brown, a self-help life coaching consultant firm working to transform the lives of people across individual and professional sectors using a three-point faith-based service model of non-judgmental listening, reasonable goal setting, and comprehensive strategies, Mario is able to help his clients reach optimum success. To learn more about Life Matters with Mario Brown, check out www.mariocbrown.org, on YouTube at Life Matters with Mario Brown, and on Instagram at Life Matters with underscore Mario. Again, Life Matters with underscore Mario. Absolutely.